This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. Once again, we are your hosts. I'm Rudy V, along with Anthony Ray. First and foremost, we want to thank our producer, Mark Winter, and Pet Life Radio for giving us this opportunity. And most of all, we want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to our show, making it what it is today. In this episode, we are going to be talking about why groomers eventually have to stop grooming your older dog. This is a really important episode, and there's a lot of dynamics to this episode of what we should do about it, what happens when your dog gets older, but we're going to talk about it, so let's get into it, and we also have our very, very funny comment segment in this episode of Groomer Humor. Does your pet's breath leave a bit or a lot to be desired? You can give your pet the gift of sweeter breath and you'll get sweeter kisses with Probiora Pet. That breath is the result of harmful bacteria which lives in your pet's mouth. And that harmful bacteria can lead to serious health problems. The solution is to crowd out that bad bacteria with positive bacteria. All it takes is one scoop a day of Probiora Pet mixed into their food to replenish the good bacteria. That's it. This all-natural, no-taste, no-odor powder is the only dental care probiotic for pets, which delivers beneficial bacteria, which supports tooth and gum health, and crowds out the bad. A healthy body starts with a healthy mouth, and Probiora Pet is the best way to give your pet a healthy mouth. And our listeners get a 10% discount using PLR10 at checkout. To purchase, go to probiorahealth.com. That's probiorahealth.com. And use code PLR10 at checkout for 10% off. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Groomer Humor. Once again, we are your hosts. I'm Rudy V, along with Anthony Ray, losing weight by the day. And what's going on, man? You're losing weight. Losing weight by the day. It's the way. Yeah. Man, I just figured, uh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I figured with a baby on the way, it's probably a good idea for me to stay alive as long as possible. (laughs) So, you know. Yeah. 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 Why not? Yeah. You don't want them growing up fatherless right off the bang. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Be, be, because I enjoy, uh, you know, quesadillas a little too much. So yeah. I figured just, just, just tighten up the screws a little on the old life there. Yeah. Quesadillas washing it down with a pack of Paul malls. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good, uh, that's, that, that's just, you know, that's not a good combination. <laughs> no man no it's not that's not good this is the reason why most men you know that are expecting a baby get rid of their motorcycles you know anthony just has to get rid of his food consumption right i got to get rid of my taco bell orders because they are hefty and expensive too but you do look good and you and you cleaned up really nice so i'm very proud of you and thank you yeah i finally cut the hair that was mm-hmm. that was getting out of hand you don't look 
you know, homeless anymore. You look like you kind of got a job and, and found shelter now. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, exactly. I look like I have at least ha- live under a roof. Yes. Yeah, my hair just, it was, I have this these beautiful locks, but I, I just, I don't, I look so weird with it down. I look like a chubby vampire. <laughs> 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 chubby like who wants to get bitten by a chubby vampire you know right exactly you know, and you, that's you, your master if you, right if you're gonna get bitten by a vampire you know you want to be like brad pitt and tom cruise you know an interview with a vampire you know you exactly. don't want a chubby vampire biting you yeah because you want- you're you're tethered to them i think is the rule for the rest of your existence <laughs> so it's like if you get bit by like a short chubby vampire it's kind of like dude you know, I'll, I'll smack you in the face. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You fat vampire. Yeah. You're fat. Leave, leave me alone. Like I'm, oh. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> oh my God. That's too funny. Um, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, dog let's... <laughs> grooming show, dog grooming, dog grooming show. Right. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it, man. So, uh, you know, uh, to i guess the tag the my really long intro on this one sorry it was so wordy guys i'm a little (laughs) tired and uh you know my thought process is a little off right now but uh yeah the topic was you know why you know groomers eventually have to stop grooming your older dog and this is a pretty serious one though so you know aside from the vampire laughter uh we got to get into this but one of the main reasons is you know your dog as it gets older uh starts developing a lot of problems mainly they start to go blind they can't hear anymore uh, and they become very, very stressed out and can't even handle the grooming. Uh, some dogs, as they get older, just start suffering from like dementia. They don't even know where they are. And it becomes very, very difficult when you're trying to groom a dog that needs to stay still. So that's the main reason why it happens. But in doing that, you know, it becomes very dangerous. Uh, right. And just, it, it just, yeah. after a while, you know, it's, Oh man, like that when it gets to that point, honestly, it's one of the parts of this job that I loathe. It's so difficult and sad. It's a lot of different things all at once. Yeah, yeah. A couple of the things that happen along with, you know, going blind is the dogs become very like face sensitive, especially like in your Shih Tzus, Lhasas, your Bichons that require a lot of clipper work around the face area. They don't know what it is anymore. And they'll just start biting at it, you know, uh, they'll start biting at the clippers and there's a really, really high chance that they're going to get severely injured. And now you're rushing them to the vet. I notice a lot too, the teeth, when the teeth start kind of rotting or going bad, you know, it, that hurts the dog. So now you can't even like it, they're touching their face becomes so tedious, like, because they're afraid it's going to, it's going to hurt and ache because their teeth are falling out and stuff. So that becomes a whole nother issue. How do you, how do you trim up the face or how do you, how do you control the face at all when you can barely touch their mouth, you know? Even even in the bathtub, they become so sensitive around the mouth. Even their skin becomes hypersensitive. And we've talked about this in the past. Uh, but you know, the reason why we're doing it again is because we're actually seeing it again. You know, as groomers that have been grooming for a really, really long time, this is something that is just, you know, comes across us all the time. Even wetting a dog down with water, uh, a real a skin sensitive dog, older dog will sometimes even start to yelp because the water even hitting them is causing them pain and hurting them. It's really, really hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. 
I get a lot of the, I do a lot of the baths at our, our shop. And, uh, yeah, I definitely, you're totally right. It's like anything basically can become like a yikes moment, depending on how elder a dog's condition is, or just, or it sometimes doesn't even have to be an old dog, just like, you know, a dog with something going on. It's a real challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And that is one of the things that affects uh, the dog. Also, they tend to not be able to stand very well. They get a lot of growths, a lot of warts, even their hearts uh, become very weak. Their breathing is labored. So it's really, it's not even just like, oh, um, you know, we can't groom him because he's older and stuff like that. It's very, very serious to the point where, listen, your dog can die at, at a grooming shop because, you know, uh, it's just too stressed out and, uh, you know, it, it's heart gives out. That's how serious we have to take this. But one of the problems is how do you explain to a customer who's been bringing their dog to you for 13 years and all of a sudden you have to have that talk and say, Hey, listen, we can't groom the dog anymore. What do they do? You know, what do they do? Well, that's, I guess that's the point. That's, that's the challenge of it. That's really what are they supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are and, we supposed to do? We can't, we, we're, we're so shackled ourselves. Right. Exactly. And, and it just becomes this unsolvable problem, to be honest with you, because there's nothing you can do. There's almost nothing you can do because what are you going to do? Like, what's the worst of two evils, right? So now you try to do it, right? You, you try to force the issue here and try to get the dog groomed. And all of a sudden, now you cut the dog open because it bites the clippers or you, or you gash open a really bad wart. And now the dog has to go to the vet. And okay, so now you have a 13-year-old dog that an owner took to get groomed. And all of a sudden they're at the vet and they're under anesthesia. Like how did, you know, that's not good. That's not a good scenario. <laughs> yeah. That, that right there is where you realize just leaving the dog alone at home that day would have been way more beneficial to the dog's health. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. And you know, you're out 1500 bucks, $2,000 because now the dog's on, you know, on the table at the vet and, and, you know, and it may not even survive and it's just, Oh God, guys, I don't know if it, it, does anybody want to be a dog groomer? I mean, if you do, this is definitely one of the harder parts to uh, accept. If being a dog groomer is something that you wanted to do, this is part of it. And this is one of the crummy parts of it. There's a lot of good in dog grooming, obviously. And there's a lot of reward in how you feel in helping these dogs but yeah this what we're talking about here is something to expect and it, it, it is very difficult yeah yeah and you know the answer to let's say you have an older dog on the grooming table and you know that it's just too dangerous to do you got to stop just to all you groomers out there and, and i don't have to tell you this but you have to stop yeah you have to stop grooming that dog you have to call the owner and you have to do this. You just have to explain it, whether the owner wants to hear it or not. Um, you know, you're just looking out for the safety and well-being of the dog. Okay. But then what does the owner do from there? What happens is the dog just starts growing out really, really bad. And they more than likely will have to bring the dog to the vet and have maybe the vet do some, you know, temporary grooming, but at least, you know, he's at the vet or she's at the vet and uh, not in a grooming shop where, you know, they have to be rushed to the vet. If something happens there, at least they can handle the issue. Well, that's a really good point. Whenever 
it comes up that we recommend to one of our customers that they should have a vet do it. It's for that reason. God forbid something were to happen. At least you're already at the vet. Again, this doesn't always just apply to an elder dog or, you know, it, it could just, it could be any, it could be a dog who is just really nuts or, you know, has yeah. has severe anxiety getting groomed and, and tries to, to nip or whatever. Like you just said, sometimes a dog will bite the clippers. Well, if we at least recommended that you go to the vet and do it and, and the dog accidentally bites the vet's clippers, at least you're at the vet because that's what's going to happen next anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a really good point. Your dog doesn't necessarily have to be an, an older dog. It could be any dog. It could be a severely matted dog. It could be a dog that's just, you know, sensitive and hypersensitive to clipper, to sound. That's just not letting you do it. And, you know, in a lot of cases, though, a lot of groomers that, that will be willing to work with that dog and maybe do it at another time and maybe ease the dog into grooming. But that is a tricky thing because sometimes, and it's happened to us, where we'll work on a dog, right? And it may take, I don't know, 10 groomings, right? We finally get the dog to accept the grooming process. And then that customer just jumps and leaves and goes somewhere <laughs> else. You know, it's almost as bad as, you know, a fat vampire. I don't know. It, 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 that pisses me off. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So again, if you want to be a groomer, you could expect some really sad things when the dogs get older and you have to tell the owners you can't do it anymore. And you could expect to put a lot of effort into getting a dog to trust you only for them to go somewhere else potentially. <laughs> happens all the time. I, I have three customers right now that just did the same thing. Uh, you know, I, I've been grooming their dog, worked my butt off, getting them used to it, finally got the dog to a point where, hey man, the dog's accepting the grooming. He loves me. She loves me. And boom, they're at another grooming shop. And they're doing great at the other grooming shop, most likely <laughs> because, because we trained them to do so. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, and the other groomer gets the credit for it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of the benefits. This is why groomers should remain friends. Uh, some groomers are so competitive with each other and it's like, no, you should be friends because then you could, you know, you could talk to each other and, you know, you know, yeah. whatever, like, you know, that happens sometimes where we'll get a call from a, a groomer in our area that who we're friends with and they'll ask us about a specific dog because uh, whatever the customer came in and said, we couldn't do it. Me and my dad couldn't do it. So, and then that groomer will call us and ask us a little bit about the dog or when a customer moves and they find a new groomer and they say, Oh, our, you know, our, our old groomer was grooming by Rudy. You can call them. And then, you know, and then that groomer will call us and ask us some stuff about that dog. And, you know, like, how is it? And what's it, what's the temperament, all that. So, you know, communicate, I guess it'd be, it'd be, it's a good thing if groomers are friends. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you hundred percent. I think groomers should communicate more. We should recommend each other more because again, there's just so many dogs out there. Uh, you know, we're just pointing out one thing that happens. And the reason why we're doing the show is again, cause you know, it's happening to us again, uh, more recently where we're getting a lot of elderly dogs coming in. Another one of the problems though, with being a groomer, as if there's not, you know, a million problems with being a groomer and we don't want to just stress the problems because this is a very rewarding job. So don't get us wrong. Wrong. But the purpose of the show is just to teach people, to teach groomers what they could expect, especially newer groomers. One of the things that can happen is, okay, so let's say somebody calls you up for an appointment and they have an older dog that has been being groomed by another shop and the other shop can't really do it or they refuse to groom it. Now, all of a sudden that dog's in your shop and you hurt that dog because of the issues that we're talking about, right? He's biting the clippers, whatever. And 
all of a sudden now in that one grooming, you're a piece of crap. <laughs> you know, you suck now as a groomer. Think about that, guys. You know what I mean? This wasn't even your customer, but they came in begging and pleading, please groom my dog, please. He really needs it. And you look at the dog and you go, oh my God, I feel so sorry for this dog. I really want to just shave it down and make it feel better. And in your attempt to be a good person and an animal lover, you try to do the right thing, but you end up hurting the dog and now it automatically becomes the wrong thing. See, and that's where you have to ask the question. This is why dog, and this is going to come out wrong, but you got, I'll explain it. Grooming is not the kind of business where the customer is always right. Uh, you guys know that we've said enough stuff, you know, <laughs> on the show throughout the years that would point to that. But the reason being for that is if the groomer can't do it, then it, th th nobody ever asks the question, well, what about the groomer though? Like what happens next for the groomer? It, we always put a lot of focus on, well, what does the customer do next? What do you guys do next as customers? What happens to the dog? Right. But people never ask, well, what happens to the groomer? And take that situation that you just laid out there. And now you're a piece of crap. Well, what now for that groomer? Odds are, that groomer is going to get sued now, potentially, yeah. depending on, on how the customer reacts. This customer who was really sweet and begged you to do it, now you get sued. And then what? You have to close your doors and now nobody could get their dogs groomed. So this entire business gets incredibly messy sometimes because that has happened exactly what I just said. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and you know, you're going to get negative reviews on Yelp. Uh, God forbid that older dog died at your shop. Forget about it, man. You're going to be headline news. A dog dies in another grooming shop. And it may not even be your fault, man. It may, may just be what we're talking about. You tried to do the right thing, but it worked against you. So, yeah, great point, Anthony. What happens to the groomer? Why? And where does the groomer go from there? You know, and owning a dog grooming business is, is fairly easy. It's a really easy business to like open up and start. Um, there's not a whole lot of overhead, you know, equipment is, you know, it's expensive up front, but nothing major. It's not like opening up a liquor store or anything like that. I mean, you could start a grooming business with $5,000, right? But that's not where it becomes hard. It becomes hard in what we're talking about. It's the emotional, mental stress of working on a live animal that's loved by a family. And that's where it really becomes this stressful, very scary thing. Like, do I even want to do this? Do I want to put myself in this position of that kind of stress and for not even that much money. So, you know what I'm saying? Like you really got to question that. And, and all there's a lot of people out there that think that they're going to start grooming dogs and get rich. Listen, not to say that you can't get rich grooming dogs. You can, and it all depends on what you think rich is. Um, a lot of people have a different opinion of what rich is, but the one thing you can be certain of is that you're going to be dealing with a heck of a lot of stress, emotional stress. So there you go. I, you know, and, uh, you know, we have to ask ourselves, you know, what do we do? What do groomers do? When do we stop? You know, when do we refuse a grooming? You know, you have to go with your gut instinct, but even though you do that, your gut instinct could be wrong. Yeah. See, this episode, it might sound like we're, we keep going off topic or whatever, but no, it's because this is so emotional. It's such an emotional, like, deed, 
it's stressful emotional stress for the dog for us as groomers for the customers obviously the dog owners so we're just sort of you know spider webbing this into every other like all the emotional aspects of grooming because this is like this is what having a dog in your shop for the duration of his life is all about this episode is about the pinnacle of that when you have to stop so a lot of things go into that and we're telling the truth as veteran groomers we're speaking the truth as far as like what groomers might feel but you know don't want to say but you know this is part of it and this is what we're gonna do we're gonna go to break and we're gonna come out with maybe a suggestion when we come back after these messages on groomer humor take a bite out of your competition advertise your business with an ad in pet life radio podcasts and radio shows there is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Welcome back to Groomer Humor on Pet Life Radio. We are your hosts as always. I am Anthony Ray, hanging out with my dad, Rudy V. And, uh, you know, a little bit of a tough one today, guys. We're talking about, you know, when these dogs get older. Um, Main point of the episode is, as a groomer, how are you supposed to tell your customer, the owner of a dog that you've been grooming for all these years, that you can't do it anymore? The dog is too old or, or... the dog has just become too much of an issue. So here's a suggestion. I would say, and just from our experience, as far as how to tell one of your customers that as far as the grooming, it may be over just because the dog is too old, try and make the customer understand. First of all, you understand as the groomer that this is very difficult for any dog owner to hear and I've been there. Many dog owners can be in denial when their dogs do become elders. So first of all, understand that the word, whatever words you say to this customer are likely to not go over well because they're going to be sad because you're basically telling them your dog is too old for me to continue grooming. But anyway, main point is try and make them understand that the risks of it all, try and make them understand that by you potentially not grooming this dog anymore because of their old age specifically is beneficial to them because it might be, especially with certain breeds that are like flat coated and short coated. Maybe those dogs, granted they're easier because they don't need, they don't have haircuts, but Those dogs maybe should just be left to rest at home and relax and all of that. But yeah, just try and when you inevitably have this conversation with one of your customers, try to help them understand why it's a good thing that maybe you shouldn't be grooming the dog anymore because of their old age, the benefits of it. They'll be more rested. Their heart rate won't go up. They have a lot less to deal with. They won't have to stand as much, you know, try to let people down easy. It's very difficult for people to hear this stuff, especially when it's their dog. 
Yeah. And just, just stress that, you know, you just want to keep the dog safe, you know, from harm. That's, that's the thing to uh, really stress and get across to them. But one suggestion that I can come up with is anybody that owns a dog, you should really just do what we always say, uh, pick up some pointers, watch our YouTube channel, watch someone else's YouTube channel and learn some basic grooming yourself. Because as your dog ages, if you do run into this problem where a groomer can't do it, at least you have some grooming skills and your dog is more likely to let you do it because uh, you know it feels safer with you and more comfortable at home and that could be a solution where you know you may end up just grooming your own dog or doing some basic things to keep the dog as groomed as possible as your dog gets older uh, with that being said, guys, we're going to go from uh, zero to a hundred here. We know it was a serious topic, but we do have our funny comment segment. So let's get into that. I'm a professional. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> this was a comment we recently got. Thought this was funny. It says, you guys should have two hot chicks do your radio show. You will get more listeners. What? <laughs> what is <that>? okay. okay. <laughs> All right. But but here's the problem with that, dude. If we get two hot chicks to do our radio show, then it's not our radio show anymore. It's the two hot chicks. Right. That's that would just be groomer humor featuring two hot chicks. Two hot chicks. I mean, right. thank you for the suggestion. <laughs> yeah, that's that's groomer humor starring hot chick number one and <laughs> hot chick number two. It makes me makes me feel bad. We're not hot enough for the show. I, right, know. exactly. Obviously, this guy is you know nineteen years old and in, in his uh, you know prime uh, you know you know sexual uh, nature because right. uh, that's where his mind went from listening to our show. Get two hot well, chicks. You're definitely right about that, especially considering he's telling two radio show hosts to hire two hot chicks. What difference does that make? It's on the radio. You can't see our faces. Yeah. You know, only a young buck, you know, would yeah. come up with a suggestion like that. Right. He, he, he needs even people's voices to be hot. Doesn't, doesn't say much about our voices if, if this is his notes. <laughs> yeah get two hot chicks yeah because they don't see us they're not gonna see they don't, they don't right. see us so what what would what would getting two hot chicks do <laughs> right that you'd yeah for that to work at all you'd have to have them explain to you what you're what they're wearing and that's just going going into a completely different kind of radio show and i don't <laughs> think that's that's you know <laughs> yeah no the, it, it doesn't fit pet life radio it, it just yeah. doesn't so it's, I, yeah i was yeah i was gonna say that doesn't that doesn't quite fit pet life radio's niche <laughs> yeah, yeah you know but it yeah. goes to show you though that we get listeners from all over the place so you know yeah. pet life really draws in all different types so they, they do yeah <laughs> all different but, types you know, i guess we'll consider it you know yeah yeah i guess <laughs> we'll consider it i mean i, I see happens. what i yeah i see what he's saying but i think for now uh we'll just keep it you and me uh yeah. you know but thank you yeah <laughs> thank you so much for stopping by guys as always we'd like to thank our producer mark winter thank you so much mark if you haven't already head on over to our youtube channel it's called coming by rudy that's coming by rudy on youtube.com leave a comment like share and subscribe we want to hear from all you guys you could also like grooming by rudy on facebook follow grooming by rudy on instagram and twitter it has been an absolute pleasure as always and until next time take care of yourselves and your pets let's talk pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com <laughs>